Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn Miles with The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks for joining me. Part two today of your journey to the promised land. Um, I spoke yesterday about um, sometimes we have these expectations when God has given us a clear promise, um, a clear land that we will occupy, um, a, a blessed land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Um And a lot of times our expectation to get there looks a lot differently uh, than 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 what God has has told us it would look. And we looked yesterday in the passage, Exodus 23, verse 20 through 30. And we're going to pick up uh, here today. I'm going to get right into it. Um, Before I do, I I just want to tell you, we had an awesome society group last night. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful, just representation of God's faithfulness to our ministry. It was held in Dallas. We have several groups in Dallas. I, if you missed it last night, I want you to come to our group October 20th. Uh, we have another one October 20th and there's many in the Dallas area that you can join up and be a part of. These groups are for women. Uh, they're small groups of, of women that are just committed to literally God coming in and doing a great work in their life. They are standing in the power of, of the Lord. So I'd love you to join us on October 20th, which is a Thursday night. Uh, here in Dallas, Texas. You can go to the blushnetwork.com um, for more information about that. I love you guys today. I have such a heart for this promised land thing. Um, I talk about it a lot. I talk about God's promises a lot because I believe that um, if we if we believe if we truly believe that God is who he says he is, um, we should stand on these promises and um, we should assume them as ours. They are our inheritance. Did you think it was going to look one way, but actually it's looking totally different? Did you think you were going to be encouraged and, and you know, you ha- all of a sudden God's given you a vision and then everyone forsakes you? Did you think that um, you were going to assume this in six months and here six years later, there's no sign of it? Did you think that you would um, you would have all the money that you needed for what you what God was asking you to do? And here you are, you're you're just pray- on a prayer, hoping that God will come through. That's because. God's journey to the promised land looks very different than our small minded human expectation. Yesterday, we talked about the points this you are not alone, according to verse 20. The resource of the Holy Spirit makes you a community that is working towards your promised land. Don't you dare let Satan tell you you're alone. He is a liar. He doesn't believe anything that he tells you. So why should you believe what he tells you? Verse number two, 20B, um, your promised land is a prepared land. God's already prepared it. You got to get on his track. He's not going to get on yours, honey. You got to get on his. He knows the steps in order to get you there. You don't have to worry about figuring it out. All you have to do is 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 um, submit your expectation to his voice. You don't have to figure it out. You just have to listen to his voice. 
It's as simple as that. I know for practical people, they hate that. Um, But you know what? That is what it is. We're not living by our own mindsets. We're living by a holy, a holy God who is, whose ways are far above our ways far greater than our ways, and we can never figure him out. So don't try to figure him out with your own steps. Simply heed the promptings in your heart to walk towards where he's asking you. Um, We also talked about you must obey his voice, just like I just said. And if you do, he'll be an enemy to your enemies. If someone comes up against you and they tell you no, you know, and, and God has told you yes, You better believe that God is going to back his yes and not their no. I've seen that so many times. Man, I could preach on that for a year. God will always back his yes. He will never back a human, small-minded no. I feel like that's going to preach to somebody today. Verse 23 um, says this, and this is probably my favorite point in this whole entire message, and this is totally from God, but... Um, I just, oh, it just, it was beautiful when I read it and for my angel will go before you, bring you into the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I will completely destroy them. Other people will reside in your promised land. Let me just say that again for all of you who are freaking out because your husband that God said you were going to marry is dating another girl or um, someone that God said you are going to get a promotion. That one promotion that you thought God was telling you was just given to somebody else. That that um, ministry that God had called you to to start, you just found out that your friend is starting the same type of ministry. Other people, it is a, a scriptural principle all throughout the Old Testament. Other this whole book of Exodus talks about this, and then and and Deuteronomy and and Numbers. Other people will reside in your promised land. Don't freak out because um, we know the God that can move people over with one swoop. We know the God that can walk into that promised land and that couple could break up today. That, that woman that just got promoted and you're so discouraged and you're doubting God and you're about to give up on your faith. She just got promoted to your position that God said that he was going to give you. Um, all of a sudden that woman quit. God has the power to come in and manipulate and orchestrate any situation for his glory. This is not what you expected when God said work towards your promised land. You expected it to be clear. You expected there to be no obstacles. You expected him to make a clear, open, easy path. Well, guess what? The Bible doesn't teach that. He says, I will completely destroy that group of people that is sitting in your promised land. Now, we're going to put it in uh, just modern day and uh, 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 talk just about very specific topics just just to really explain my point. My husband and I 
um, we're, we do, we do a lot, a lot of things, but one of the things that we do is, um, we do a specific type of, of work. And, um, there was an opportunity that arose for my husband and I to get in, to really further what we were doing, um, in the specific type of work that we are involved in. And, um, my husband gets a call one day. And, and this person on the other end that, that really was sort of holding the opportunity in their hand said this. He said, um, there's two other people in line for exactly what you want. And my husband called me and he said, listen, I don't think we're going to be able to walk through this opportunity. There's two other people in line for this opportunity. And, you know, we're like third in line. And it literally crushed both of us that day. And, you know, you kind of you are we are human. And so we feel the weight if someone else is in our promised land. But let me tell you, a month before that call came in, God said, this is your land. I am going to give it to you. It's yours. I've prepared it for you. You stand in faith and assume it. A month later, this call comes in and it, it discouraged us for a second until I realized and remembered this passage of scripture. And God said, guess what? I am going to take you into the land where other people live. But don't freak out because I will completely destroy them. Uh, a couple weeks after we got that discouraging news, Eddie had another conversation with the same person with this opportunity. And he was talking to him. He was, he was sort of getting an update on this uh, potential venture uh, that we were going to get in. And the, the guy who was the contact point for this business venture said, you know what? The craziest thing that happened. Both of those people that were in line for that opportunity didn't work out. So guess who's first in line? And I will tell you um, that that led to us assuming what God had told us months before. Don't freak out, single girl. If someone else is dating who you think your husband is going to be, our single guy, God will move them out of the way. We get intimidated when other people are in our land. It was prepared for you. Do not get tripped up. People get jealous, frustrated, and they want to quit because they see other people lurking in their promised land around it, about it. Oh, no, they didn't. People get all offended. Um, it really gets people off track. Don't let it freak you out. God will drive them out. And what did he do to the Israelites? He drove them straight out or the, uh, the, the, this group of people, he drove them straight out, straight out because the Israelites, um, fought him. The promised land, it is subject to you and you are not subject to them. We see people and we think, oh, these people are residing in our promised land. And we let those people that are in our promised land dictate our emotions, how we feel, how we act, our attitude, discouragement. And what we need to do is stand and say, I see you, but I also know that God's going to remove you. It is subject to you. You are not subject to them. Don't let the fact that someone else is residing there right now, throw you for a loop. Who is your God? Who is he? Who is he? 
He's more powerful than that situation um, for sure. Verse 24 says this. You shall not worship their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their deeds, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their sacred pillars in pieces. Um, my point here is this, and this we're, we're talking about the road to your promised land, and, and, and uh, God in Exodus is just so gracious to mark off the specific journey to get there. He said, these are the kind of principles that you're going to deal with. This was written to the Israelites, but it's also for us um, and our journey to the promised land. This is a, this is a, a concept that we see um, uh, played out in our everyday lives as well. We can, we can make this passage of scripture very practical because it tells you this is what you can expect. This is what's going to happen. Yes, people are going to reside there, but I've prepared it for you. I'm walking with you. Believe me, I'll be an enemy to your enemy. I'll be an adversary to your adversaries. In verse 24, he said, you shouldn't, well, you shouldn't, you shall not worship their gods nor serve them nor do according to their deeds, but you shall other, utterly overthrow them and break their sacred pillars in pieces. Don't be pulled to what they do. Do what you are there to do. We get so scared and uh, uh, hurt and offended to be a bother to people. And we find ourselves bowing down to what other people are doing rather than assuming the position of owner in the promised land that God has given us. Believe God rather than your feelings and he will remove, remove them. Stand on that and don't be moved by them. When the Israelites saw that these groups of people were living in the promised land, according to Joshua and Caleb, they came back. And they said the spies out there, uh, they came back and they were terrified, of course. But also we find after they even assumed the promised land, the Israelites started, they, they, they sort of forgot God. They started um, having sex for just blatantly honest with you with, with these, the, the women, they started intermarrying, they started having kids. They started uh, bowing down to their idols rather than saying, listen, this is our land. You have to live by our God. We're not going to live by your gods. You have to live by our God. It's almost like the Israelites forgot who their God was once they were in the promised land. And God specifically says, you don't, don't do what they do. Don't worship their idols. Don't bow down to them. You stand for me. So I want to encourage you, um, you guys today that are, that are, that, that I feel like everyone is so scared of offending someone today. Everyone is so scared of, of, um, saying a strong word to someone. The Bible says, speak the truth in love. You can, I do this every day. You can speak the truth and do it in a loving way. Truth is what's lacking in our culture today. Everyone is so scared of offending someone. Well, guess what? Sometimes you need to offend people for them to change. If I wasn't offended by the spirit of God living inside of me, I would never be as passionate for him as I am today. Because when he offended me via his conviction over my life, it told me, Autumn, there is a better way to live. Don't be scared of offending everyone. Stop up on some toes when you need to. If God has said, go and assume this promised land, be bold enough in the love of God, the strength of God to go in, step on some toes in love and get the job done for Jesus. Don't be pulled by what they do. 
Do what you are there to do. Don't be scared to offend or hurt people's feelings. I needed my feelings to be hurt. I'm so glad the Holy Spirit did that (laughs) so I could straighten up. Verse 25, but you shall serve the Lord your God. This just goes into what I was just saying. He will bless your bread, bless your water, and I will remove sickness from your midst. Now, I want to get to this last point before we are um, done with today. Um, Verse 27 says, your enemies will turn their back on you. They're going to reject you. Um, Verse 27 uh, says, I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion all the people among whom you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their back on you. He will send his terror ahead of you. And people will turn their back on you. They're going to reject you. Okay. When they hear of this vision, sometimes they can't grab hold of the vision uh, because uh, maybe they're jealous of you or whatever. People, rejection will be a part of assuming your promised land, but that's okay. God stands with you. They're going to turn their back on you. Rejection, I have always said at a very young age, is, um, is, fr- uh, is for your protection. Every time I've been rejected by people, um, I just count that as protection and provision for the exact place that God wants to take me. I don't count rejection as the world sees it. I count rejection as by uh, the way God sees it. If I am rejected by a man, I am still accepted by God. Change your interpretation of being rejected. That boy didn't want to take you out. Forget him. God is protecting you and providing you um, in your future for your future husband. You didn't get that job. Well, guess what? What if in two weeks you get a better job and an opportunity that uh, for you to um, really use all of your gifts? That rejection doesn't have to have a negative connotation to it. When we're looking in God's economy, he's the one that takes the rejection and and dishes out the rejection on purpose in order to take you into a better place. Are your enemies going to turn your back on you? Yes, but who cares? That's protection. Stand and believe that God is going to use that rejection in your favor. This is so interesting to me. Verse 28 says this, I will send hornets ahead of you so that they can drive out the Hivitites and the Canaanites and the Hittites before you. I will not drive them out in a single year that the land may become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. And I'm reading all these verses together. I will drive them out before you little by little until you become fruitful and take possession in the land. Now this, every time I hear, see this hornet thing, of course I have to study it. Verse 28 says, I'll send my hornets ahead of you to clear people out because of them. Um, hornets represent a messenger of some sort in the Bible. And it's just crazy. My house right now, for some reason, is overcome with hornets and I hate them and we kill 
kill them. Um, but I, I, they're used as a great thing here in scripture. I'm going to send my hornets ahead of you. I'm going to send messengers ahead of you. Okay. Verse 29 says this, I will not drive them out before you in a single year. I'm not going to drive out all of these groups of people before you um, so that the land may not become desolate and the beast of the field become too numerous for you. He's going to send hornets ahead of them. He's going to give you a reputation. He's going to freak the freak them out on behalf of you and who lives in you. And he's going to start driving the people out, but he's not going to do it in a single year. He's not going to do it in a single year. Hello, drive through Christianity. I'm not going to do it in a single year. I'm not going to do it in a single year. Timing freaks people out. It is the one thing, it is the one thing that can trip us up without anything happening. Uh, waiting freaks people out. But here, your expectation, hey, go start this ministry. It didn't happen in two weeks. Guess what? It might take 10 years, but are you committed to the call of God to wait out the 10 years? Or after three weeks, are you going to drop the call, presume God is dead and not working for you? And are you going to live your life, a miserable Christian uh, that 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 uh, really is not a good representation of God at all? I will not drive them out in a single year. Now, I got to get to this because I'm running out of time here. But I will drive them out little by little until you become fruitful and take possession of the land. Now, this whole passage of scripture, remember, it's not our expectation. It's God's declaration. Um, It's not how we think we're going to get to our promised land. It's how God has prepared our promised land for us. I won't drive them out in a single year so that the beast of the field may not become too numerous for you. Now, this is literally talking about beast. When you walk, when you went into the promised land, there were all of these cities set up. Okay, Jericho was one of them. AI was another one. All of these people groups represented cities. And this is what God was saying. Go in. I'm going to give it to you little by little. I'm going to let you go into the land. I'm going to let you uh, uh, totally demolish Jericho. And you're going to assume that part of the land. You're going to be able to fight off literally the wild beasts that reside in the land so that they don't overcome you. I'm going to keep the Hittites, the Perizzites in the land to fight all those off those beasts for you. Um, and when you get there, you won't have to be overcome by these beasts in the the land. This is a lot of information, but it's super cool. I'm going to give you the land little by little so that the cities that are there can fight off the wild beasts so that you can go in and assume it and you don't have to worry about the wild beasts. I'm not going to give it to you in a single year. I'm going to give it to you little by little because of the beasts. In your promised land, you are not going to get everything that God has set out for you to get immediately. It is a process getting there. You. It, Walking into your promised land, you have a financial beast that you have to take care of. You have a team beast that you have to set up. You have an education beast that you have to overcome. And if you don't walk into it little by little by little, the finances are going to get you down and you're going to stop fighting. The education part is going to get you down and you're going to stop. Your marriage is bad. It's going to get you down because you're so overwhelmed with other things. God will not give it to you in a single year. And that is a good thing, people. It's a great thing, but he will give it to you and he will give it to you little by little. I have been so grateful 
in these 16 years I've done ministry that everything was not given to me uh, the first year. I am so grateful that I have learned along the way to fight off the beast in my specific land and then I move on to a new city to take. Your promised land is waiting for you. Don't get tripped up by your expectations. So I have to have a practical example to tell you, because maybe you're thinking, what? All these principles are actually in the scripture about how to journey to your promised land? Yes. And this is my example in scripture, Jesus Christ. As I was looking at this passage of scripture, um, God started just breathing in such truth to me. Um, My example would be Jesus. You think I'm just full of whatever? Well, I'm not. Example would be Jesus. Terror. When I say that God will literally send a reputation before you. There were over 300 prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament that gave Jesus a reputation and and really alerted um, the people of the New Testament that he was even coming. When he came, they had these prophecies that they were living by. So there was a reputation given, a hornet. There's going to be a messenger um, that is sent out before you. Um, John the Baptist went ahead of him. And John the Baptist clearly says in Mark um, that, listen, I am preparing the way for the Lord. There was a messenger sent ahead of Jesus. Even Jesus lived by these principles. Jesus took three years to accomplish his promised land. And guess what? He took it little by little. He went from Galilee. He went to Smyrna. He went everywhere. Was he rejected? Yes, But he assumed the position of his promised land and he went to be with his God. Jesus is our example of the journey and Jesus did it beautifully. So be encouraged today. That's our example. Don't be discouraged. I love you today. I hope this encourages you. I'll see you next here at The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.